Well, that we made it through another V refresh. Although, you know, this time it feels a little different. I'm, you know, I'm scratching my head. I just can't put my finger on it. Can, can you think what it might be that's different this time? Well, look around. I'm, well, I mean, I'm looking around and I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on. You I don't my know. My glasses or no? I mean, we're <laughs> we're not in the lobby between like the toilet, the men's room. Remember, and the, we, we were so close to the well, toilet. I'm trying last. to keep it clean. You know, <laughs> women's room, men's room, ladies' room, men's room. Yeah, that's where we we're at last year. So. Um, no, we're smack dab in the middle of the expo floor. So, awesome. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. You know, and Viva Fresh is, is, is a close to you and I. It's, it's in a special place in our heart. Sure. Being from the very front of this thing, um, they've been so good to us. The show, the fresh cred, it's, it's been a great partnership. And, again, it's, it's been good to be part of it. Um, we're beyond thrilled to, to be here be able yep. to attend, be able to do this from the show floor and be part of it. So it's been great. Yeah. And, and for those of you listening, you're going to hear from sponsors, guests, individuals today, um, which without, we couldn't be here. Um, we definitely want to thank them. Uh, Colimex, B&M Avocados, IFCO, Full Tilt Marketing, Santi's Produce, Sunfed, Splendid, and Produce Careers. Well, thank you, Viva Fresh. Thank you, all of our sponsors. And thank you, Ed. And thank you, Craig. And thank you, Ed, for being such a good friend. You're so thankful. And enjoy the show. Well, uh, welcome back. That was a pretty exciting ribbon cutting and, uh, you know, an even more exciting way to start. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, every, you, you, everything can't go just uh, smooth as butter, as they say. So, but uh, hey, we had a good start with Mr. Bassetti. That was kind of a pleasure to have him stop by and bring some uh, little tequila with him. Is that what that was? Uh, oh, you didn't notice? No, I thought it was apple juice. <laughs> it looked like apple juice. Well, it did look like apple juice, yeah. and uh, it, it tasted pretty good. Maybe it was, it was apple juice. <laughs> 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 yeah, so so we are back, and we are joined by Mr. Ben Ferreira from HEV. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, for those of you listening, HEV is a huge supporter of the Viva Fresh Expo and also one of our Diamond sponsors. Uh, so thank you for the support, for sure. Absolutely. This event gets bigger and uh, bigger every year. So, so Ben, have you been attending since they kicked us off? Did you go back in the day when it was at the island? How long have you been coming to the... Uh, I think I go back about uh, 10 or 15 years. 10 or 15 years. So did you ever go to the island shows? Or... I did not. Okay, so you were here when they started this, and we just got yeah, kicked off. Yeah, uh, many years down at the JW. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, it's grown quite a bit, It really to has. to say the least. It really has. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a great show. Well, you know, we we talked a little bit, you know, before, you know, kind of what this podcast, what the show's about, and Ed already mentioned, you know, what HEB means, but, you know, how, you know, just real quick for you, uh, 26 years in the business, always with HEB, right? All, all with HEB. So just wow. real quick, I mean, what's, you know, how did you get into it? How did you get here? How did you find yourself with HEB? You know, it, it's, uh, my story is similar to many people's uh, that work for HEB. Um, but it's unique in that my mom actually got the job for me. Um, she was friends with, uh, I started in a small store in West, uh, West of San Antonio in a little town called Hondo. And, uh, she was friends with one of the cashiers there. 
and she would go to her lane every every week. And one day, just in the course of conversation, she said, "I'm trying to help my son find a job while he's going to college." <laughs> that is you know? great. Yeah, uh, no doubt. I was I was already employed, but I was looking for something that would be more conducive to college hours. And and she said, "Well, uh, Jeff was the name of the store director. Just talk to Jeff. We'll get him a job." You know, so. <laughs> I showed up for my interview and uh, I never forget walking in the door and Jeff sitting behind his desk and he says, Oh, uh, you Ben? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and show up Monday and we'll, we'll start you out. And that was the interview. Wow. Uh, we don't do interviews that way. It's anymore. still that easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was prepared for, you know, a few more questions. But, yeah. Um, and so, you know, I just found my, my passion in produce. I loved working with fresh produce. It's dynamic, something different every day. And, uh, what what I thought would be a four year career while I was going to college turned into now twenty six years. So so you went right into produce. Uh, so well, so when you got after that extensive interview, I, I started uh, pushing baskets <laughs> in the parking lot. You okay, know? Uh, uh, and when in a small store like that, when you're pushing baskets, you're also washing toilets and doing whatever else you got to do. So I, I did start at the bottom. Uh, did did the checking role for a little while. Uh, but, uh, in, in a small store opportunities come up and they needed some help in produce. So I went over and covered a few shifts in produce and figured out that that's really what I wanted to do. So from there, I, I went into uh, what we call the school of retail management, became a produce manager and I uh, did that for a number of years and, uh, had the opportunity, I was given the opportunity to do a merchandising role. So I uh, went around resetting produce departments and uh, I enjoyed that. I liked taking on challenges and, and, uh, and then that led into a buying role. I was in Houston for a year buying. You know some of the people I've worked with right. and bought produce for. Uh, came back to San Antonio, did a corporate merchandising role, and enjoyed that. And that led to an opportunity to be a regional merchant and back in Houston. So I went back to Houston for my second tour of duty in Houston and spent 10 years there. And I was responsible for hiring produce managers, setting merchandising plans, uh, accountable for sales and profit and that kind of a thing. Um, and at that time, had an opportunity to uh, to really grow my skills as a people leader. I think uh, the, what I took from that role really was the joy and passion in investing into other people's careers. You know, along the way at HEB, a lot of people have invested in my career. And uh, every time we're at senior leadership meetings, I seek those people out so I can go put my arm around them and hug them and thank them for everything they did. And, uh, and then as a regional merchant, it was my opportunity to, to do that for other people. And to this day, I, I really enjoy seeing, you know, people get promoted and move to a, a higher level uh, store. And it's just, it's really exciting. Well, wow. and now I'm medium. So, you know, I'm back on uh, the procurement side and uh, I buy uh, bananas, tomatoes, potatoes, and nuts. I have a great team working with me. We really have a fantastic team of young energetic folks in, in produce procurement. I think we've got the best team we've ever had. It's a world-class team and uh, really excited about uh, the next couple of years. You know, we're growing as everybody knows, you know, we've moved into here in the Dallas Fort Worth area and uh, just a, a really great group of, of folks that are uh, going to do great things in the next few years. I know. That's awesome. Now, if I'm in the Hondo area, can I ask for Jeff? Jeff, I think retired out many years ago. <laughs> but Ed, if you need a job, we can talk. All right. I will ask you a few more questions. Though. Yeah. That, the, that, that, that toilet cleaning job is still available there. So Absolutely. you'd be perfect for that. I think the job descriptions now have like numerals after them. Yeah. Probably, yeah, so. probably no job description back then. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Well, look, um, you know, produce, 
big part of your career life for Absolutely. sure. Um, but, you know, I know you've been involved with some organizations as well when you spent time in Houston. Uh, and I believe those were produce kind of centric based sure. education programs. So, can, can, tell us a little bit about uh, what yeah. was it, ProVision and, and Recipe for Success were the two. I think you were a board Absolutely. member. Absolutely. I was for... a board member uh, on both of those. Right. And uh, yeah, uh, Recipe for Success uh, is a great organization in Houston. And I had the pleasure of serving on the board for, I think, about five years I was there. And great organization. When you think about um, childhood obesity, the epidemic that's, that's in our country now, it really goes back to folks not understanding nutrition and understanding what they're putting in their bodies. And I think it's important that it starts at the grade school level. You know? And so what Recipe Success did um, really resonated with me. And I was excited to be a part of it. It's basically a, a curriculum uh, at its core. It's a curriculum that, um, you know, first, second, third graders um, get to take a health class basically and learn about fresh fruits and vegetables. But then in a tangible way, they actually garden outside the school or on school property. And so they, they plant, they watch the plants grow, they water them, they have to weed, they have to, you know, take care of the plant all through the cycle. Then they harvest. And uh, I, was, I was a part one time of a cooking event. So they took the, the vegetables that they had grown in the garden and uh, they prepared recipes for us and we graded them. And uh, it was just fantastic. And the, the impact of that program is that they then take that knowledge back to their families. And so Recipe for Success um, had a way of actually measuring the impact that it was having on the families. I was going to ask that, that. So, yeah, that so they actually measured the effectiveness of what they were trying to exactly, do. Exactly, exactly. And so what they what they believed they could do, they did, and they had a positive inf impact on uh, families eating more fruits and vegetables. As the kids got excited about cooking, they brought that back. So that, that rung a big bell for me, obviously, being in the produce business. I want people to eat more fruits and vegetables. So, yeah, great organization. Uh, they do a lot of great work. Uh, ProVision is another one um, located in Sunnyside, uh, inner, inner city uh, Houston, working with uh, un underprivileged youth in, in that community. And kind of the same thing, but a little bit different tack. It's more, uh, it's a mentorship program for young men. And uh, as a part of that program, they garden as well. And so uh, they have actually a large garden. Uh, last, last I was there, it was five or six acres, you know, big, big wow, piece of ground. Yeah. That's uh, a small farm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually uh, drove the tractor myself when they first were tilling the, the land. Uh, I came out there and helped them out because uh, I have a little bit of experience with heavy equipment way back. Yeah. And uh, burr, burr. so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, growing different uh, row crops and uh, they now have a hydroponic facility out there and they're, they're doing very well. And so we, we would partner with them. We still do. And uh, they're young men that, that grow the vegetables there. We would have um, this is back in. 2010, I guess, market days at some of our local stores, and uh, they would they would come sell their wares, you know. And so they would learn from seed to you know to retail how to how to bring uh, fresh fruits and vegetables to market, and so it was very exciting to watch that. Did you see any of those individuals progress into the business? I mean, do you know any success stories around that? Some of the best success stories were that they actually came back and worked with the school. So I know of at least two or three um, that I can think of that actually went on to college and then came back and worked for ProVision and can invest back into mentoring young men themselves, having been mentees right. themselves. So yeah, a couple of great organizations with, you know, obviously a tie into to fresh produce, but great, great uh, ways to give back to the community and invest in the next generation of produce customers. 
Well, that's awesome. And, you know, and, and man, what you're talking about there really is for us, for the industry, those are the kind of things that at least I believe we need to be doing more of, right? Because, you know, we, we have these shows and we all get together and talk about how do we market and how do we do it. You know, those grassroots efforts are some of the best marketing you can do for the entire industry, right? Absolutely. You, you bring, you convert people into understanding and believing. They understand what goes on at the forum level. They understand, you know, how it's, how it's emotional and personal and it's, and, and it's you know, living, it's a living food versus a dead food. So. Absolutely. And I think at the core of the issue is that folks really don't understand uh, what they're putting in their mouth in, in, in many instances. And, uh, you know, I've been on a personal journey myself. We were talking earlier about mm-hmm. um, eating more fresh fruits and vegetables, not to go into too many details, but uh, my doctor told me that uh, my blood sugar level was too high. So um, I cut sugar out. That's difficult. I don't know if you've ever tried to cut sugar out. When you start reading labels. <laughs> you're, you're talking to Mr. Anti-Sugar. There's so, uh, sugar yeah, in I am everything. Very, yeah. I have a mild whipped cream addiction. So oh. I, I, um, I, I, re- I recall the, the first 36, uh, 48 hours of going off of sugar. Uh, it was a... It was a withdrawal. It was a legit withdrawal. Yeah. And um, so, you know, more important to me than, than actually eating, you know, sugar-free or replacing the sugar is just eating things that are naturally free of sugar or, mm-hmm. you know, naturally more healthy. So more salads, more fresh fruits and vegetables. So it's, it's really personal to me now. Uh, the artificial it, sweeteners are, are a little tricky because um, so when we did the cleaning challenge the first year, I can't remember the doctor's name, the, the celebrity. Oh, Ian. Ian. Yeah, I don't know. Gosh darn it. The celebrity doctor helped us out the first year we kicked off the cleaning challenge. And um, he brought to my attention that artificial sweeteners can be a little bit dangerous because your your body perceives it as sugar. So as far as your insulin triggers. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So like when I was using five packets of Splenda to sweeten my coffee, thinking that I was doing myself good, it was actually, you know, from a yeah. physiological standpoint, relatively the same effect as far as insulin levels are concerned. Sure. So um, it can be kind of tricky. You know, the body is remarkably resilient, though. And so when I went through my sugar detox and I came out the other end, um, it wasn't quite as bad as I thought. It was it was a week that was pretty challenging, but I'm in a pretty good rhythm now. And uh, it's it's just amazing how you look at food differently now. So my wife and I were at a restaurant the other day and we were standing there as they were making a batch of sweet tea, which is my weakness. So the most difficult thing for me to give up was sweet. I'm a Texas boy. Mm-hmm. You know, I love my sweet tea. And we happened to witness them making the sweet tea as we were standing there and there was this bag of sugar you know the, i guess it was a five pound bag of sugar and they just dumped it in you know and it just it hits differently when you're when it's personal to you and you realize you know the effect sugar has in your body i thought well, i can't believe i did that for all these years so. <laughs> yeah I, I, it, for me you know that sugar sugar is is is, is a drug as far as i'm concerned Absolutely i mean it really is. is and 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 the negative effects that it has on the body you know, it, it's just far greater than anything else. I mean, and but like you said, people don't realize how much sugar they ingest, even when they think they've stopped eating sugar. If you're not reading labels, if you're not paying attention to it, you're you're still taking in a fair amount of sugar. And then the substitutes aren't a, aren't a good substitute. So. Absolutely right. And I was blessed, though. I'm being a, te- a native Texan as well. My dad was from West Texas. My mother from East Texas. Okay. East Texas, it was sweet tea. For whatever reason, West Texas, it was sugar-free, and we all drank 
Uh, I grew up drinking iced tea that was unsweetened and oh, good. and coffee that was unsweetened. So it was it was I easy. I think it's West me. Texas, like all the way through to Arizona. Because when I lived in Arizona, nobody drank nobody drank sweet, sweet tea. tea. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm counting calories as well. I know there's back and forth about you know the value of that, but um, what I've found out for myself is a I drank a lot of empty calories. So you know I was probably consuming twelve to fifteen hundred calories a day of just sugary drinks. Yeah. You know. Um, but also uh, intermittent fasting, I've experimented with that. I think everybody's. Uh, oh, we're, well? big, we're we're big believers of that. Yep. So. Yeah, I I guess everybody's body's a little bit different. But for me, and I'm I'm not a spring chicken anymore. You know, I'm I'm uh, staring at the business <laughs> end of fifty, so I can't control my caloric intake by eating three meals a day. I just can't. So I I typically eat two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the same train yeah. five days a week, and then on the weekends. Depending on what the family wants to do, it, it kind of I'm more flexible. Yeah. But five days a week, intermittent fasting. Getting some I moderate never, exercise. I never yeah. thought I could do it. I mean, I, I never ever. And I, I mean, he's probably listening over here. TJ <laughs> Flowers from Lone Star Citrus told me for five years. You probably told me too, but I got to give him credit because he's like he only eats once a day wow. during the week. Yeah, I can't, same pro- I can't, I'm on the same program. I can't do that. Um, so, but yeah, two o'clock is my first meal of the day. But like you. Not that you don't, I mean, you can make time to count calories, but I just, I don't want to. Yep. I'd rather just eat two meals. Yep. And then if, if it's heavy in protein, I'm really not hungry for dinner. So maybe I guess if I watched what I ate, maybe I could do the once a day. Once in a while, I'll go 23, almost 24 hours, but yeah. that's rare. I, I take what I would call a flexitarian approach. I'm not vegetarian. I do eat meat. I try to limit my red meat, uh, lots of chicken, uh, but I do eat eat several meals a week that are free of meat and that's i like flexitarian that's the first time you've coined a phrase that i've yet to hear flexitarian's <laughs> a new one for me so yeah, i like I, it i don't think i actually coined it but i'll, I'll take credit <laughs> for it in this uh, segment but uh what it does for me is it helps me eat a better balance of vegetables most people's diets are deficient in fresh fruits and vegetables so by eating the flexitarian approach i get more fresh fruits and vegetables hmm. All right, we can't let you get out of here without at least, you know, giving your prognosis. What is, what in the, in the produce space, in your years of being there, what you've watched, you know, what has, in this current day right now, what's, what's the hot item? What's really out there shaking things up that's new and different? And do you see anything on the horizon that people are going to be leaning into either to avoid meat or to, to make these lifestyle changes? I mean, any insight into what's going on today and what you see for the future? Yeah, I, I wish I had a crystal ball. It's broken um, oh, through damn. these last three years. But uh, I think uh, the, the, best, the best thing I think that's come of, of all the turmoil the last few years is I think folks are paying a little bit more attention to what they're eating. Uh, I think they're looking for functionality in their food and their drinks a little bit more than they have in the past. So we we uh, see people hit the big buzzwords, you know, the keto and, and the uh, vegetarian, vegan, all of that is is obviously still trending. But I think folks are, are more willing to try new fruits and vegetables. Um, you look at what's happened with dragon fruit, you know, over the last couple of years, it was a relatively unknown, you know, item. For, and, and now it's it's approaching mainstream. You know, we, mm-hmm. we sell a lot of dragon fruit and have a lot of fun with um, events. Jason Raddick, my counterpart. Um, on the on the tropical fruit side, uh, does a great job with that item. So I think folks are more curious now, uh, but are really looking um, to understand what they're eating. And I think we have to be fast on the trends. Uh, I have the nuts and snacks category. Uh, you know, so oh, oh, the nuts and snacks. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so all your tree nuts and dried fruit and all that. 
So again, back to functionality, I think people are, are really looking for um, either you know, protein replacement or energy, immunity, all those things. So when COVID hit, you know, all of those types of items uh, increased uh, tremendously in, in terms of volume. Uh, fresh juices on the fresh juice side, people really looking for immunity benefits and, and energy. So I, I think that'll continue. I think it's great that people are paying attention to what they're eating. And it's a great opportunity for us as retailers to educate and teach. Um, cool. A lot of demo opportunities, store demo opportunities, right? Absolutely. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, we're, we're just starting to get back into that in a, in a small way after COVID, you know, but I, I think it's the ultimate sales tactic to getting something in somebody's mouth. Oh, yeah. And, um, I think produce is an emotional experience. Um, and, and when I talk to suppliers, I want to be wowed because the customer wants to be wowed. So if I put something in my mouth and I get a big smile and wow, you know, that, that, that's, mm -hmm. the, that's the response I'm looking for. And so... You know, on my desk, very flavor forward, you know, especially on the tomato side. You know, I want that experience that I know will translate to a customer experience and to be excited about it. Uh, so there's there's never been more opportunity, I think, than right now um, to educate folks about fresh produce. And it's it's an exciting time. It's it's not without its challenges. You know, we're facing the same sure. challenges that you know, everybody else is, you know, with labor and, and uh, inputs of cost going the inflation up. Inflation is just. Inflation, yeah. all that. But. You know, I, I saw this, I remember in 2008 when the economy took a downturn, uh, we were setting records and, you know, prime beef and, and all these kind of higher end products. And it was counterintuitive. And then we realized that in a, in a time of inflation and, and tough economic times, people will pull back to the grocery store, you know, mm -hmm. they will right. eat out a little bit less. And so no matter what's going on in the economy and the world, it's always an opportunity for, for retailers and certainly for fresh produce as people kind of pull back to that default position of shopping at the mm -hmm. grocery store. Definitely notice that. Yeah. Well, and you know, and uh, we, the interview we did yesterday with, uh, with Charlie rocket, uh, you know, we got on the conversation about, you know, we're, we're really in the business of selling en energy. We're in the energy space, the best kind of energy, Absolutely. right? And it's the most efficient human energy, clean available. burning, clean burning, efficient, right? Well, it is, it's a clean burning fuel. And that's what all these folks, that's what we all do. Here's what you guys do at HEB. I mean, you know, you talk about whether it's pandemic, non-pandemic people, they got, they got to have fuel for the body. Absolutely. And I'm living it right now. I'm understanding as I've cleaned up my diet, uh, my energy levels are through the roof. That's actually not to get back to the sugar thing, but that's actually what was my first red flag is my energy level went in the tank. I was okay. coming home from work and sitting on the couch and my wife was like, this is not like you. And uh, so since then, and, and cleaning up the diet, my energy level is, is just back to where it was 10 or 15 years ago. I'm going to send him our first podcast <laughs> where I talked about <laughs> laying on the ground hey, yeah. after work and staring at my wife and saying, how the hell is she doing all this stuff? Because I feel yeah. like I'm going to die. That was me. Um, I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Totally get it. Yeah, and like I say, so so my and and my wife hates it, but I go ahead and say it anyway. Oh, of course, I, I, <laughs> she hates it, so you're gonna say it. <laughs> and for me, sure, Satan is manifested in sugar. <laughs> that's just the way. I, that sugar is just. You don't just accidentally evil. eat sugar once in a while, like oh, oh man, yeah, no, I do. I There's no, I do. I'll be honest. Okay. I do. How do you think you make an old fashioned? Yeah. You got to put a sugar cube in there. So yeah, I accidentally every now and then when I have an old fashioned, I have a, at least sugar. Okay. Again, it is, it, it, I don't come, I'm not, I, I avoid a hell of a lot more than I used to. I mean, I'm very cognizant the, of it. The world looks different though when you're thinking that way. Yeah. Everything, Everything that you shouldn't does. eat is just screaming at you, you know, yeah. the shopping experience is, is different for me now, but 
Yeah, I, I like a good old fashioned as well. All right. Well, you know what? Next time, next show, we're, we're going to bring old fashions. That's going to be oh, our, our thing. All Amen. right. We'll, hey. mo we'll move you to the end instead of the beginning. That way we could wrap up with. Shout out to my boss, <laughs> David Figliola. You got to include him because he loves a good old fashioned. Is he an old fashioned well, guy too? Oh, yeah. Oh, so nice. are, you, are you familiar with Whistle Pig Rye? Uh, I am not. Oh, my gosh. All right. So 10 year Whistle Pig Rye, straight, uh, traditional old fashioned, single cube. And then, do you have a smoke uh, so you can do a smoked old fashioned? I don't at home. No. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So they've got these little discs that you can put on top of it and make a smoke one, or you've oh, got nice. the globe that you can smoke it either way. But I'm telling you right there, I mean, just the process of making it is special. I'm intrigued. Is it five o'clock yet? Somewhere, yeah. as somewhere. they say, somewhere it is for sure. Well, I'll tell you where they have a really good one next year at Viva Fresh in Houston yeah. at the Marriott Marquis. Okay. That, that's where You'll I found that that's where I found the whistle pig. I, I had never had whistle, whistle pig. pig. I remember being, that. Uh, yeah. But it's a whistle pig ten year. Well, look, we uh, thank we, you, we thank you for joining forever. us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, really enjoyed it. It's been a blast. And uh, you know, hey, hey, these things always seem to end too quickly, but yeah. uh, we'll get you back. You know, I appreciate and, it. Love uh, to. Have you come back in.